the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Friends, God wants to pay you back for every sin you've ever committed. He does. He wants you to come to the cross, fall down, be broken, know that you're a sinner. Ask Christ to come into your life because He wants to pay you back with comfort, comfort, forgiveness, grace, and peace for the rest of your life. That is Pastor Michael Oxentanko, and this is Reaching Your Heart. Here at Reaching Your Heart, we believe that God answers prayer. If you need prayer, call us today at 888-244-HOPE. That's 888-244-4673. Don't forget the worship service is held every Saturday at 11 o'clock, but we would love to see you there. And we will have details on that as we continue on with today's program. You can also watch the broadcast live streaming at reachinghearts.org slash video every Saturday at 11. That's reachinghearts.org slash video. Last time we were together, Pastor Michael Tanko brought you a message entitled The Wings of the Morning. We'll conclude that broadcast today here on Reaching Your Heart. And thank you so much. Is there hope for people who don't have a clue? Have you ever been in your life and your walk with God when you don't have a clue that God really loves you when he really does? Friend, God loves you in spite of your ability to perceive his love. He loves you in spite of your inability to understand his forgiveness in your life. He wants to grow you up into the mature kind of love that casts out all fear, but he loves you in the journey to do that. The Revised Standard Version translation of verse 19 is a question, am I in the place of God? Am I in the place of God? But the Hebrew text is more naturally translated as a statement. I am in the place of God for you. What will God do to you, my brothers? How will God treat you after what you have done to me? What punishment will God dish out to you because of my pain and my suffering at your hands? What evil will God give you that you deserve because you hurt me so deeply for all those years? The Hebrew here is not a question, really. It's a statement. Am I am God to you? In other words, hear what I am getting ready to say to you right now. Because as I speak to you, God speaks through me for you. God is speaking through me. I'm the dreamer of dreams. I'm a prophet. Remember that? You didn't like to hear prophets. Well, God's speaking through me. I'm a prophet. Listen to God as I speak as his prophet for you, my brothers, because I am God for you today. Verses 20 and 21. As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good, to bring it about that many people should be kept alive as they are today. So do not fear. I will provide for you and your little ones. And thus he reassured them and he comforted them. The greatness of the man is found in these simple words. He reassured them. And he comforted them. No digs, no criticisms, no, I'm fed up with you because you let me down. None of that stuff. He says, you have let me down, no doubt, but I am God for you. I will be there for you nonetheless. 
Friends, that's what Jesus has done for us. That's how God treats us too. He says, do not be afraid. God meant it for good and not for evil. I will provide for you and your little ones. I will comfort you also. Verse 21 says, Joseph reassured them and comforted them. The Hebrew says, literally, he comforted them and he spoke to their heart. He spoke to their heart. We all need someone in life to speak to the heart to comfort the soul. That is the fragile part of the ego, the self, that David in Psalms 51, 6 calls the inner man. He says, I want truth in the inner man. I want comfort from God that is truth inside the fragile self that is my ego, the hidden part of me. Centuries later, the prophet Isaiah borrowed Joseph's words. He reaches back through prophetic insight to capture, to pull up Joseph's words, to show God's grace to the nation of Israel, to encourage them after the Babylonian captivity, looking forward prophetically when God would bring them out of captivity and forgive them of all their sins and all their failures so that Jesus could eventually come and save us all. Isaiah 40 verse 1, the negativity of the judgment oracles of the book of Isaiah are transitioned here to the sudden comfort of the gospel portion of the gospel prophet. Verse 1, comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem, literally, speak to the heart of Jerusalem and cry to her that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned. And here's the part people have a hard time with, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. Wait, paying back somebody double? That's not fair. The double dose of payment for all her sins in the context of verse 1 is the double dose of comfort when God says, comfort, comfort my people. She has received double comfort for her sins. Friends, God wants to pay you back for every sin you've ever committed. He does. He wants you to come to the cross, fall down, be broken, know that you're a sinner. Ask Christ to come into your life because He wants to pay you back with comfort, comfort, forgiveness, grace and peace for the rest of your life. He wants you to walk in the light of God's glory and the beauty of His character. Jesus said, this is life eternal, that they might know Thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom Thou hast sent. If you are a broken person, you are sorry for your sins on your knees and in your mind. Friend, God wants to pay you back with a double measure of divine comfort that is God's grace because God has forgiven you from his heart. Did you hear what I said? That's the Bible, not me speaking. God has forgiven us in Christ, Paul says in Ephesians. And so Joseph commanded his brothers, I am God for you, and through me God speaks to you today. Don't be afraid anymore of me or of God because God loves you and so do I. Joseph's life as a good man was shaped by his father's suffering and death. The Egyptians took 40 days to embalm Jacob and 70 more days to mourn for him. All in all, the process took 110 days. Joseph's life on earth was measured by those days of embalming and mourning for his dead father. He lived the same number of years. Every year for a day of the process in his dad's embalming and mourning period. Genesis 50, verse 22. So Joseph dwelled in Egypt, he and his father's house, and Joseph lived 110 years. Joseph died before his brothers died because Joseph's life was a hard life, just like his father's life. 
It was shortened by all he went through. And it was made hard just like his dad's, but it was hard for the good of others. God sent him to preserve life. Friend, life may be hard for you. You know, these preachers that say everything turns sweet and rosy when you're baptized, you know, you touch the television screen when they're blessing a prayer cloth and God will make you rich and a millionaire. It's the Joel Osteen nonsense that's out there that won't get you out of the grave on resurrection morning. It's a false gospel that says that you're blessed and that you're blessed because you have lots of money in your bank account or your IRA is complete or your retirement plan is full. Friend, life may be hard for you because you're a Christian. But life is not without a reward if you love God. You see, Jesus says we receive more in this life than we ever would because there's joy in the journey of knowing God, our Savior. Christ is the treasure of life. And if you love God and you live unselfishly for others, God has sent you into your neighborhood. God has sent you into your workplace. God has sent you into your association of friends like Joseph to preserve the life of others. The calling is high. The fellowship with God intense. That is the joy of the journey. Genesis 50 verse 23. And Joseph saw Ephraim's children of the third generation. The children also of Machir, the son of Manasseh, were born upon Joseph's knees. Mocker's name in Hebrew means bartered or traded. Joseph traded his life energy on his knees in prayer for others in his life. Joseph gave of himself until there was nothing left to give for others. Joseph was a poured out man, used up for the life that would live on in others. Joseph was a servant of God because God chose Joseph and God sent a man to preserve life on earth. When God called Joseph, God sent a man. You pray to God on your knees, and Joseph's grandson, Mocker, came into this world on Joseph's knees. Genesis 50, verse 25. Then Joseph took an oath of the sons of Israel, saying, God will visit you, and you shall carry up my bones from here. So Joseph died being 110 years old, and they embalmed him, and he was put in a coffin in Egypt. And that's how the book of Genesis comes to an end. The book of Genesis means beginning. It means to be born. Gana'o, it's a Greek name. The Hebrew is Barishit, in the beginning. But it ends here in a different kind of way. The death of Joseph ends the book of Genesis in the opposite kind of way that the book begins. The book of Genesis is a huge chiastic structure where the beginning matches in order the ending and crosstalk is occurring in the text, moving toward a yet-to-be-discovered center that some brilliant and humble Bible scholar of another generation may, if Christ's coming is delayed, discover that center. There is a need for real Bible students in our church today who don't do this phony theology stuff, but who study the Bible like math and physics to discover the deep structures that give us insights into God. Let me share with you the simple bookends of the book of Genesis that are chiastic, where the end matches, or it's talking back and forth, moving toward the center in order, tightly so. In the broad scope of things, the book of Genesis begins with creation, with a man and a woman that God made to live forever. Yet it ends with Joseph, a dead man's bones in Egypt, in a box. In the Hebrew, that's called an ark. The same Hebrew word for the Ark of the Covenant. In an ark box in Hebrew, a sarcophagus, an ark in Egypt. In hope, Joseph commanded his brothers, God will visit you and you shall carry up my bones from here. 
Now follow with me the chiastic structure, the chiastic structural elements that tie the death of Joseph to the wings of the morning at the dawn of creation. If you don't get everything, that's okay. You'll see the picture broadly so at least. Chiastic element A found in Genesis 1 verse 1-2 at the beginning of the book. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth. The key focus is in the beginning, the earth, the earth. It was without form and void. Of course, without form and void is another way of saying it wasn't alive. It was not there. The earth, the earth. Now, on the other side, it says he was put in a coffin in Egypt. Egypt, the earth, the earth, a coffin, death, without form and void. And the box, the ark, matches the first letter of Genesis 1.1. Friend, God lives in the ark of the covenant that is in the darkness of the most holy place. The Bible says that. In the beginning, God was in the Ark of the Covenant that was God Himself in the darkness that was before all time and space. Bereshit bara Elohim. In the beginning, God. In that very first word of the Bible, the Hebrew letter Beit, translated in, Bay, Bay, Reshit, in the beginning, means house. Beit, like Bethlehem, like Bethel, house of bread, house of God. Friend, God lives in the Ark of the Covenant at the beginning of all things in the darkness before the light that was His most holy place house before all things came from there to be. And so because God is in the Ark that is a house, when someone is buried in a burial box called an Ark, there is hope for the future. Chiastic element number B, Genesis 1-2, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. Now go to the other side of the book, Genesis 50, verse 26. So Joseph died. Darkness and the sea are symbols of death. Death is the deepest darkness in the Bible. Death is called a shadow land that is likened to the deep, cold, and dark sea. In Psalms, and in also I read it in my devotions this morning, 2 Samuel 22. When David was afraid of death, he was afraid of the darkness and the cold waters of the sea that symbolized death drowning him out. When you sink into the dark sea, you die. Death drowns the soul that dies. Chiastic element C. The Spirit of God was moving over the face of the waters. Now it matches Genesis 50 verse 25. God will visit you and carry my bones up from here. The movement of God to change death. Just like the movement of God over the face of the deep dark sea of a pre-created world. When Jesus comes, friends... He will hover over the graves of this dark water world. And Jesus will drag our loved ones out of the grave into the glory of eternal life. He will rescue them from the deep and dark sea that is death. And he will remove the veil, Isaiah says, that is over all of the people. In Revelation 20.14, death and Hades, that is the grave, will be thrown into the lake of fire and destroyed. In Revelation 21.1, the sea will be no more. There will come a day, dear heart, one day when death dies and time will be no more. D, chiastic element D, Genesis 1-3. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. It matches on the other side. And he, God, swore to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The oath, Genesis 50, 24 and 25. Friends, God's word is light. Sun, moon, and star came on the fourth day. God's word came on the first day. And when God's word showed up on the first day, the light of creation was there without a sun, without a moon, without a star. Because the light of creation is alive. Psalms 119-105 says God's word is a lamp and a light. 
We'll continue with today's Reaching Your Heart and Pastor Michael Oxentenko in just a moment. If you'd like to attend the worship service, I will have details on how you can do that here at the close of our broadcast today, so please stay tuned. You can always attend online at reachinghearts.org slash video. That's reachinghearts.org slash video. Many archived messages are available there for you, and you can attend the live service in a streaming format at that website, reachinghearts.org slash video. Let's continue now with Pastor Michael Oxentenko in today's Reaching Your Heart. In Genesis chapter 15, he came to him in the darkness of his fear as a smoking fire pot and a flaming torch of light that passed between the parts of sacrifice. And the Bible says, in that day, the Lord Yahweh made a covenant with Abram. The light of creation pierced the darkness of his fear and the covenant, the promise of the future was given to Abram. Chiastic element E of God separated the light from the darkness. Genesis 1.4, the other side, E prime. God will visit you and bring you up out of this land. Genesis 50, verse 24. The Nile River was named in Hebrew after the light. It's the river of light. It looked like a giant cobra from outer space that hides its head into the Mediterranean Sea, the Delta region. You can't see the eyes of the head of the serpent. It is put into the darkness of the sea. And thus the serpent kingdom of Egypt is always a kingdom of darkness. Egypt was an evil land of moral darkness, of godlessness. It represents in scripture the secular world that we live in today. And God separated the children of Israel from the dark place in the Exodus. When he called them out, when he led them out in the pillar of fire and cloud, he brought them out of the darkness of Egypt forward, led by the light to the promised land. Chiastic element F. And the darkness he called night, and there was evening, Genesis 1-5. It matches on the other side. And Joseph said to his brothers, I'm about to die. Death is a darkness. And when you close your eyes, you go to sleep in the darkness of death. The Bible calls it a deep darkness. Solomon said that the dead know nothing, that they have no more reward of anything under the sun. That's a dark reality. Jesus called death the night. It's funny how theologians will say death is light. Jesus says it's the night. Chiastic element G, Genesis 1, 5, one day. On the other side, Genesis 50, verse 22, Joseph lived 110 years. Days are years in the Bible, the year for day principle. Joseph's life of 110 years was the exact number of the days of his father's embalming and mourning. Each of us are given a day, a lifespan under the sun. The sun rises, we are born, it sets, and we die. And we live under the light of the sun in the glory of the day. It was 40 days plus 70 days. They embalmed him and mourned for him. Every man is given a day full of years. May not be as many as some, maybe more than others. The life that is the day has a morning and evening, and then comes the night when no man can work. Jesus says, work while it is day, for the night comes when no man can work. Joseph lived for others. And in Joseph, God sent a man to save the world as a foretaste of what Jesus would come to do on the cross of Calvary for you and me. Joseph was sent to reclaim the lost daughter of Dina. He was sent to comfort and nurture the 70 children of Jacob, to forgive his brothers and save the world. God sent a man. God sent Joseph to forgive all his family to comfort them, to show them God's grace, to speak as God to them so they would know the truth. And Joseph's life made a difference because Joseph chose to walk with God. 
He chose to live with God. He chose God as the light of his life. God was with Joseph in his dark prison experience. That was the house of the round, the circle of the mundane. God was in the house because wherever God is, the box is there. The Ark of the Covenant is there. It's the sacred place, the secret place with God. Friend, God has given each of us a life that is our day to make a difference in the sun. Don't think your life doesn't matter. Your life matters. In our circle of influence, we are to live for others. We are to love them since we stand in the place of God for them. Now, what do you mean by that, Pastor Mike? I mean this. In your home and in your community, you are the only Jesus your friends and family may ever see. Human eyes were made for seeing Jesus. Every day has a morning. Every life has a purpose in the promise of God that moves the day forward. And every day has an evening like the first day of creation when God said, let there be light. And yet every life comes to an end in this world. The sun sets because the evening and the morning were the first day. In John 8, 12, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. And John said that the light overcomes the darkness. John 1, 4-5, in him was life. The life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Dear heart, the book of Genesis begins with the Spirit of God hovering on the wings of the morning over the darkness of the deep, a dead, pre-created world where nothing is alive. And from that journey of God, when he visits that spot, the whole world comes alive. The first light of creation was Jesus. Jesus says, I am the light of the world. The book of Genesis ends with a dead man's bones in Egypt. It begins with the word of God that says, let there be light. It ends with an oath and a promise from God himself that God will visit his people again and that you'll take my bones to the promised land just as God swore in his oath to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The book of Genesis begins with the spirit of God that was moving over the face of the deep. Loving a dark, dead world like a mother bird would cuddle its chickens to make them live. The watery deep and the darkness of the waters are akin to death on the first morning of creation because no life was there but the Spirit of God. And where the Spirit of God comes, there is life. God separated the waters above from the waters beneath, and then the dry land appeared on the third day. The third day is the resurrection in the Bible when life starts all over again on terra firma, planet Earth. The book of Genesis ends with the promise that God will visit his people. He will take Joseph's bones out of that dark and evil place of Egypt to the land of light that is the promised land. So God separated the night from the darkness. Canaan represents the permanent home for God's people in the future. Every life, dear heart, is a book with a beginning and an end. And every life has a morning and an evening in the course of the day. And then the night comes when no man can work. Take that to heart. Let that truth make you wise in how you live. Joseph knew all of this, and he planned for the future with God. After his death, he planned by faith to have a future with God by the way he lived his life. Hebrews 11.22, by faith Joseph, at the end of his life, made mention of the exodus of the Israelites and gave directions concerning his burial. By faith, Joseph looked forward to an exodus far greater than the one that Moses and the children of Israel experienced, far greater than the pillar of fire and cloud that came to Egypt and took them across the Red Sea, 
By faith, Joseph looked to the future resurrection morning at the end of the age when Jesus will come in the cloud of fire and again, but in glorious association with millions of angels to visit his people again at the end of the age, the second coming of Jesus Christ. And the greater sea of space and time will part like the Red Sea in corridors of brilliant light as we sing the song of Moses and the Lamb to welcome us into God's house, into the glory realms of paradise because the final exodus is coming when Jesus returns. And it will be the last morning that will never end when God will visit his people again to take their bones out of the grave and to give them immortal bodies. And Jesus will scoop up all his children. The Holy Spirit will stretch its wings far and wide through the power and voice of Christ to resurrect our loved ones in Christ from the dead on the wings of the morning. Dear Father, thank you for the example and life of Joseph who lived for the morning and thus he lived in the light every day of his life to make a difference. Father, you have called us to be children of light Bless your precious children. Father, it doesn't matter how dysfunctional their families are. Jacob had a worse one. Bless every one of their family members. Help them to grow into the grace of God, to be cultivated in the church that is Goshen, and to find the light and to look for the morning, to be baptized, to live, to grow in Jesus, and to take the wings of the morning at the end of the age. Bless everyone as you bless Joseph, Jacob, and the 70 children of Israel. In Jesus' name, amen. That will conclude Pastor Mike's message entitled, The Wings of the Morning. Today's Reaching Your Heart. Thanks for listening. We would really love for you to be a part of our worship service. It's held every Saturday at 11 o'clock. That address is 6100 Brooklyn Bridge Road, Laurel, Maryland, 20707. 6100 Brooklyn Bridge Road, Laurel, Maryland, 20707. Or if you're more comfortable, you're certainly welcome to watch online at reachinghearts.org slash video. reachinghearts.org slash video. The live broadcast will be streaming and available for you on that website, reachinghearts.org slash video. Thanks for listening, and we do pray that God is reaching your heart. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.